0: We're interrupting our regularly scheduled episodes to bring you the series For to us a child is born
1: It was Jesus the man who died and paid for the sins of the world Past, present and future Okay, Jesus becoming the God man made him our savior To bridge the gap between us and God His birth was necessary, y'all. We really got to get this in our spirit. It was truly necessary for you and me. Mm -hmm. For the world, it was necessary.
0: Hello and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Remembering the birth of Jesus Christ should affect every person in the deepest way. If it doesn't, then there's a misunderstanding of the significance of the event. Join us for the series, For To Us, A Child is Born, where Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn take a look at some of the reasons the first advent of Jesus Christ is so vitally important. Here's the first message in the series, The Necessity of Jesus' Birth
1: the new series is entitled for to us a child is born for to us a child is born and our subtopic for today is the necessity of jesus's birth the necessity of jesus's birth will be in this series up until christmas day christmas day will be the last message of this series so that means there will be five messages and um so hopefully you'll be able to track along with us the whole time and that this uh series will bless your christmas
2: including christmas day including please join christmas us on christmas day, day. <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: yes you know for a long time uh i've been told by grandparents uh how their grandkids or so the birth of their grandkids have changed their lives uh, in many ways, they say grandparenting is better than parenting, <laughs> and what I, I can see that yeah,
2: <laughs> I, can, I can I can see that right Yeah. Yeah,
1: and one of the reasons they give is that. Um, when you get tired
2: you, just, <laughs> well, I was you
1: can just send them back home. Just give them back. You just give them back to, well, their, to hello, their mother and when, father. When
2: are you coming to get it?
1: <laughs> that's one of the reasons they give. But I I know that's not the most important reason, but they they speaking of the deeper the deeper connection stuff. I'm I'm guessing cuz I'm not a grandparent yet. Yeah. Um and so no pressure, son, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure,
2: daughter in love. No
1: pressure, daughter in love. <laughs> and um, so I'm anticipating, my wife and I, we're greatly anticipating it. But again, no pressure on you guys. Yeah. However, um, I, I want to, to make it very clear that, to, that I am declaring, though, uh, and I'm making this declaration to the world, that there is no greater or more important birth of a child than the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to say that again, and I want that to sit with you. With all the specialness of your own child being born, of your grandchildren being born, and I know it's special, mm-hmm. I, I at least I know the first of that, my own child, mm-hmm. we need to understand, though, that the greatest and most important birth of a child, Yeah. It's not our own. It is the birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah,
2: amen.
1: There's nothing. There's no other birth more important and more significant. Mm -hmm. And so let's sit on that for a minute, because you may be wrestling. And I, it reminded me of a of a moment that I had when my son. He probably was around two years old um, when I had uh, when he was sleeping in his bed and i went into his room and i was just looking at him and i may have put him in the bed after he fell asleep and i stood there looking at him for i don't know a few minutes and i was overwhelmed with my love for him and shortly after i was i'm talking minutes seconds 10 to 15 seconds after I was overwhelmed with my love for him, it dawned on me very, very clearly mm-hmm. that though I have this great love for him, mm-hmm. God loves him even more than that.
2: Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was right in this, the midst of feeling that high love for him, but I praised God that I had enough sense to understand that I didn't love him the most. Mm-hmm even when i felt all that great love i had enough sense because of the word what the word of god had taught me and the spirit of god had infused into my heart and mind that god loved him Mm -hmm. and loves him even more Mm -hmm. and so in that in the spirit of that i want to tell you That though you love your child and your grandchildren, God loves them even more. And there in the birth of of Jesus Christ, the son of God, is more important than the birth of your own children and grandchildren. And there's a reason for that, though. That's just not words. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. You see the birth of Jesus Christ is the reason that your well let me say it this way Jesus Christ is the reason or the provider of every breath that your child or grandchild take
2: true true
1: okay he's god mm-hmm. and he allows your child to even live So we got to understand that, and as we go through this message today, hopefully it'll be even come even clearer and resonate with your spirit, Mm -hmm. just how important the birth of Christ is. Now I want to give you some reasons Mm -hmm. and I want to give you some things that the birth of Christ does and did. So on your paper, write this down, the birth of Jesus Christ was necessary the birth of Jesus Christ was necessary. It wasn't just desired, but it was necessary. Mm -hmm. It was even more necessary than the rain we get in the middle of a severe drought. Think about that. It's more necessary than that. In fact, it was more necessary than the beat of your heart. It's more necessary than that yep that neck uh, yep since i said that your heart have, has beat a few more times
2: that's right <laughs>
1: and it's more necessary than those beats too yeah that's how necessary the birth of christ was mm-hmm. see it was the gateway to spiritual and eternal life not just physical life yeah. our breathing yeah. our heartbeat helps our physical life but it doesn't help our eternal life But the birth of Christ was the gateway to our eternal living. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself said, I come that you might have life and have it to the full Mm -hmm. or have it more abundantly. He is the source of life. And so that's how important it was. And I want to give you seven things that the birth of Christ was necessary to do. Seven things it was necessary to do. The first, it was necessary to administer the fullness of grace and truth. Make sure you put that down on your paper. Mm -hmm. It was necessary to administer the fullness of grace and truth. Look what John 1.14 says. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Mm We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Yeah. So Jesus, the word, as we see here in this text, one of his titles is the word Mm
2: -hmm. and the capital
1: capital W W word. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And his coming or his becoming coming human. Becoming flesh, Mm. like we are, brought in the fullness of grace and truth. Mm. So it raises the question, well, what makes grace and truth so special? Mm. See, we need the fullness of grace to come into salvation. Right. And we need the fullness of truth to be set free from sin. So think about that. His coming allowed us to, to, uh, amongst the subsequent things that happened, to come into salvation and to be set free from the thing that had us bound and on the way to hell. (laughs) Right. And that's how necessary it was. Look what Ephesians 2.8 says. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, this is not from yourselves. Mm-hmm. It is the gift of God. Mm-hmm. So by grace, we are saved. Right. And what grace is, grace is unmerited favor.
2: Mm-hmm. We need A lot of that.
1: All right. That means <laughs> we haven't earned or deserve it. Okay. And we can't ever earn or deserve it. Mm-hmm. That's what grace is.
2: Not even doing good things.
1: Not even doing good things. Mm-hmm. It, it, you can't earn the grace. It, it, God had to give it.
2: Yeah.
1: And we yet, though we can't earn it or deserve it. You know, people in our society are quick to say, "I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this." You, you deserve a lot worse.
2: <laughs> they don't deserve the punishment or <laughs> whatever. Whatever they're talking about. Whatever what, bad what, thing. Whatever
1: they're saying, they didn't yeah. deserve. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it is. Yeah technically you deserve worse (laughs) because we are all sinners Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and the wages of sin is death.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, (laughs) and Jesus came to give us grace so that we wouldn't have to suffer the death. And I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more. So God's great love, through through God's great love, he gave us this gift of grace. By which we are saved. Yeah. And the birth of Christ administered this gift. It was the administering of the gift. And where and without it, there's no salvation. Mm-hmm. There's no eternal life, there's just eternal death. So the birth of Christ was necessary. Mm-hmm. For you and for me, it was necessary. Amen. Look at what John 8:31 and 32 says. To the Jews who had believed him, speaking of Jesus, believed Jesus, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I want us to pay attention here to what Jesus is saying, because we often hear the truth will set you free, and it is, that that's good. But there's a package here that Jesus gives, there's a chain of events that he speaks of here. Mm-hmm. And I want you to notice this. Notice he says holding to Jesus' teaching is necessary to be a disciple. Okay? Holding to his teaching. He said, if you hold in my teachings, then you are really my disciple. Yeah. So it's necessary to hold on to his teachings. Meaning when Jesus teaches yeah. and Jesus talks, mm-hmm. the word,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when the word teaches and the mm-hmm. word talks, we should be holding on to it. Yeah, We should be living by it. Not just letting it go through one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. Not ignoring it, but holding to it. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus says, if you do that, then you are really a disciple. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't stop there. He say he goes on and says, "Being a disciple is necessary to know the truth." Yeah. So it's necessary to hold on, it's necessary to know the truth to even be a disciple. So, it, it, holding to his word is necessary to be a disciple, then being a disciple is necessary to it, it's necessary for knowing the truth.
2: Right.
1: And then knowing the truth is necessary to be set free from sin. But it starts with holding to his teachings. Then we become disciples. Mm -hmm. And then as we're disciples, we learn to know the truth. And then by knowing the truth, we get set free from sin. And this is talking about sin, general general control over us, Mm -hmm. and then also specific controls. Mm -hmm. So if there's a sin in your life that's recurring, that you're having trouble getting over, you 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 need to understand that there has to be some Jesus, some teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Some truths of Jesus you yeah. are not holding to,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And why you're not getting over that recurring mm-hmm. sin? Mm-hmm. There's some teachings you're not holding on to.
2: The enemy's just at work, like the the i was saying enemy's Enemies at work got you thinking the wrong things, right? Doing the wrong things, saying the wrong things.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So truth is important. Truth sets us free grace gives us uh opens up the door for us to because we're saved by grace and we can't earn or deserve it yeah. so jesus being born mm-hmm. full of grace and truth was necessary it right. was necessary for us to get the grace and the truth the fullness of grace Amen. and truth. and so the second point is this uh jesus The the birth of Christ was necessary to establish him as the greatest high priest, to establish him as the greatest high priest. Mm -hmm. See high priests go to God for the sins of the people. That's what high priests do. They go to God for the sins of the people. And him coming made him the greatest high priest, Establish him as greatest high priest. Mm -hmm. Look what Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says, it says, therefore. So the high priest, as I said, goes to the God for the people. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, as our great high priest, um, went to God for the people. And it says that he ascended. Now for him to ascend, he had to first descend or come into the flesh and then ascend again so he can go to God for the sins of the world.
2: Yeah.
1: and And it tells us by him becoming human he's been tempted in every way like we have he's lived the human experience but he did it without sinning unlike the rest of us the rest of us have been human and sinned. he was human and he did not sin
2: that's something to ponder on. you know to think about the things that we are tempted with all the time yeah and you know that jesus was tempted in the same way yeah and he didn't sin he didn't fall for it right yeah. And
1: he it, it, and this establishes him as sufficient to go to God for the sins of the people. Mm-hmm. And look what verse 16 goes on to say. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence mm-hmm. so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And we can have confidence yeah. because Jesus as our high priest has gone before us mm-hmm. to God for our sin. So now we can come with him already gone before us and we can be confident mm-hmm. that we will receive grace and mercy in our time of need. Amen. So he personally understands how, what it's like to be tempted by sin yet he never sinned mm-hmm. and therefore he can help us not to sin. So he was established as the greatest high priest. Look what Hebrews two eighteen says, it says, because because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Mm-hmm. As we were saying, because he, he, he was tempted and didn't sin, he can now help us. And then Hebrews 3.1 goes on to say, it says, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. Amen. So, we can fix our eyes on Jesus and know that He overcame temptation and that He went to God for our sins. Mm-hmm. And we can, uh, by doing so, then we can um, declare through our living that He is our apostle and our high priest. Amen. And so, this allows us to receive the grace and the mercy um, because Jesus went. The third re- reason that the birth of Christ was necessary. And what it was necessary to do is to make God more personal, mm-hmm. to make God more personal. John, 1 John 1, 18 says, no one has ever seen God, but the on, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Mm-hmm. So it's telling us that no, no one has seen him. And it is because of, of Jesus making him known to us because he's in closest relationship him, with him. Mm-hmm. We are that God becomes more personal to us. Right. So Jesus introduces us to God in a deep way, in a deep way. And then John 14, 6 and 7 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well from now on you do you do know him and have seen him Amen. so jesus declared that by knowing him you know the father mm-hmm. the father is personal to you mm-hmm. so his birth him becoming human made god much more personal and, and and since you since we see society trying to make god less personal we know that that's satanic yep See, because it, it, Jesus came to make him more personal, mm-hmm. and we can see that in his word. Mm-hmm. And so when we see those those things happening in our society, we just got to know that that's of the devil. Right. Because it's trying to undo what Jesus came to mm-hmm. do. And that's a problem, and we can't fall for the tricks of the enemy, as yeah. we were talking about yeah, earlier. earlier yeah. And it, it'll subtly try to get those things into your mind um, about... Uh, about God mm-hmm. and so that we won't it'll be it'll subtly you know m- take a dig at the scripture right you know mm-hmm. they want to say that that mm-hmm. that the earth is
2: yeah you
1: know millions of years old yeah. science wants to say that and our, our Bible doesn't indicate that to right. us yeah. and so that's a little dig at the truth of the scripture
2: mm-hmm. you see
1: and so uh,
2: yeah and that's why we you know you need to know the scripture you need to know for yourself because also you know the enemy can make you you know you can you can be sitting in church listening to the pastor preach reading it out of the Bible, but you sitting up there, I got an attitude with the pastor because whatever the pastor's yeah. saying is stepping on your toes. Right? right. Right. And so that's why we need to know for sure. No, that's what the word says. Yeah. Don't listen to that little, that little noise in your ears saying, don't believe that. Oh, he just tripping because of such and such or right. whatever. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And remember uh, along with what, what I just said that Jesus said, as we said earlier, when you hold to my teachings, yes. you are truly my disciple. Mm-hmm. And so we need to hold on to what the word says. So uh, the birth of Christ was necessary. Um, the fourth thing that it was necessary to do is to make him the example of right living. To make him the example of right living. Amen. First John 2, 6 says, Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. See, no one else is the right example, so don't compare yourself to no one else.
2: Right.
1: Only Christ is the, the example that we're trying to follow. Mm-hmm. Okay? At the core. Now, some of us, you may follow the example of another person. As Paul said, Paul says, follow me Mm -hmm. as I follow Christ. In other words, if I'm not following Christ, don't follow me. (laughs) Okay. So ultimately what Paul is telling us to do is not follow Mm -hmm. him, but follow Christ. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to determine whether or not you should follow him is that he's going in the path of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. where we should be heading. Heading in the path of Christ, he's the example of right living.
2: Amen.
1: And there's a reason he's the example. Look what John 8:29 says. This is one of my favorite passages in all the texts. <laughs> it says, "The one who this is Jesus speaking. The one who sent me is with me. Mm-hmm. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases Him." Amen. So the reason Jesus is the right example is because. He's always he always do he always does and did mm-hmm. what pleased God the Father. Right. So he's the right example for living. Definitely. Right. Definitely. And, and this is why it's good that he's our high priest. Mm-hmm. That because he's the right example. Now, because Jesus is our example and we're we're his disciples, we get benefit from being in him. Mm-hmm. As we said in the first passage in 1 John 2, 6, because we don't always do what pleases the Father.
2: That's true.
1: But because we're in him, then when God sees him or he looks at us, he sees his son first. Mm -hmm. So he sees Jesus first our high priest standing in our stead and doing what pleases him. And then we can benefit because we're in Christ from the glory that Christ brings of, being, of always doing what pleases the Father. That's why we need grace. That's why Jesus being full of grace and truth, favor that we could not earn or deserve is beneficial for us and why it was necessary. And so we must fix our thoughts on Jesus, right. be his disciples so we can live in him
2: Yes,
1: so that God will look at him and not us.
2: Yeah, so we can, Jesus bridges that gap, Jesus that bridges relationship to God. With, to God. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And so so when, so instead of God seeing our jacked up selves, he sees the sinless Christ.
2: Amen. Amen. So we're made
1: right in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're made right in Christ Jesus. So I don't know about you. I don't want to follow no one else but Jesus Christ. That's That's it.
2: That's
1: right. All right, because he's the example of right living. The fifth thing that the birth of Jesus Christ uh, was necessary to do was to make him an effective sacrifice. Mm -hmm. To make him an effective sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Romans 6.23, I mentioned this passage earlier. Mm -hmm. It says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord.
2: Amen.
1: Now, it didn't say the wages of sin was death. Mm -hmm. It still is death. Still
2: is. (laughs) 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 okay.
1: But God's gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mm -hmm. All right? And death is is required to pay for sin. That is still the case. That is still the case, Mm y'all. And so by the fact that that Christ was born and became human, now Christ the man can die right. for our sin. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't became human, if he just stayed divine and was God only, God doesn't die. It was Jesus the man who died and paid for the sins of the world, I mean, past, present, and future. Okay, and that Jesus becoming the God Man made Him our Savior to bridge the gap between us and God. His birth was necessary, y'all. We really got to get this in our spirit. Right,
2: right.
1: It was truly necessary for you and me, mm-hmm. for the world. It was necessary. Right. right. And so we got to understand that, so we don't. When we look at the birth of Christ or Christmas. Mm-hmm. We got to see it for what it really is and what it really means throughout history, for all human history, for the creation of the universe, what it means.
2: You just take a moment and think, you know, as crazy as this world is, what if there was no Jesus? Right. Right. I mean, Jesus is hope. You know we are, I know me i will speak for myself, I often you know you get ca- caught up in you know just watch the news and things just make you sad, yeah, like all of these things are happening and stuff, and then you know you you just feel lost like you don't have hope, yeah, but then when you remember you have Jesus right that's hope, yes, that's hope for yeah. for things being anew, that's hope for eternal life, yes, yes, that's hope for things being right.
1: Amen. 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 And so we really, especially those that are following Christ, really need to understand how his yeah. his birth was necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, First Timothy two five. We, we covered this message uh, recently. I mean, this passage recently, but it uh, it says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, mm-hmm. the man christ jesus mm-hmm. and so god jesus is the he filled the gap he bridged the gap for us and he becomes our savior um, because he was born and that he took on humanity Amen. because humanity in order for sin to be paid for through death humanity must die for humanity mm-hmm. humanity must mm-hmm. die for humanity mm-hmm. <laughs> and but the death of a sinful, sinful human is insufficient to pay for sin. Yeah, that's why it required Christ to be born, live a sinless life, so that he can, being human, he can die for humanity, and it's a sacrifice, mm-hmm. and it can now pay the debt of the sin, or rectify the sin for us. Amen.
2: Brother James said early when we were talking about without Jesus, he said we would probably be ashes by now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So no true. Doubt, no yes, doubt about it. it. So
2: true. Amen. No doubt about it. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: We couldn't save ourselves if we wanted to.
1: Yes. And so the, the sixth thing that the birth of Christ was necessary to do is to remove all excuses and rebuttals. To remove all excuses and rebuttals. Rebuttals mm-hmm. okay this this is big because we 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 hear a lot of alternative thoughts about the birth of Christ
2: yeah
1: all right and they're wrong okay <laughs> they're just wrong Let's just
2: make that plain right now <laughs> they're just wrong
1: all right so him coming it removes excuses and rebuttals, and then a write this down there are no places to hide and no alibis Mm -hmm. there are no places to hide and no alibis can't hide behind that big old excuse huh can't hide behind the big old excuse or the or the ridiculous rebuttal (laughs) can't hide behind it (laughs) here the first man uh, the first humans who sinned they tried they tried to come up they tried to hide and they tried to come up with some alibis
2: yeah
1: In Genesis 3, 8, 9, and verse 12, it says, Then the man and his wife wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Mm -hmm. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now, this was after they sinned and ate that fruit that Mm -hmm. God told them not to. Then verse 9 says, But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Yeah. And verse 12 tells us, the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Mm -hmm. So here he is coming up with his alibi (laughs) while he was hiding, (laughs) all right? (laughs) And he blamed the woman for his disobedience, Yeah. okay? And so Jesus's birth is coming to get rid of even Adam's alibis and excuses and everyone else's alibis and excuses mm-hmm. all right yeah um so notice that that's the tendency of us is to hide when we sin is to hide mm-hmm. and then come up with an alibi or blame someone else or you know cover up
2: yeah
1: that's what we yeah. want to do when we sin but jesus's birth it, it it's, it's going to remove all of that and look here what it says in john 5 22 through 23 and and 27 and this is why It's going to get rid of him. Moreover, the father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the son, that all may honor the son just as they honor the father. Whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him, and he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man.
2: Amen.
1: So you see here, when we talk about excuses, we talk about rebuttals, and alibis to whether or not you're guilty of sin or not, mm-hmm. God says Jesus is the judge. Jesus is the
2: judge. Jesus
1: is the judge. Yes. Do you remember we said Jesus is the sinless one? That's right. So he's the one who who was who was human just like we were, mm-hmm. right? And you can't tell Jesus. Jesus, you just don't understand.
2: Because <laughs> Jesus been there. <laughs> he, he, He's been there already. He's been there, he done
1: that. No, no, nah, nah, I do understand. I, I, I came through the womb of a woman like you did. Mm-hmm. I, I lived here on earth like you did. Yeah. I know it. I was tempted as you were. I know I do understand see yeah. so it gets rid of the excuses and the alibis. Mm-hmm. It gets rid of them. you can't blame you can't you can't be no blame. Jesus says, I've been there, done that, I didn't sin, I didn't sin, I didn't sin you sin, I didn't. Yeah, don't know so the, he's saying it's possible not to sin. It, it can be done, right? right. And so so you you're guilty. you're guilty. there's no excuse, there's no alibi. Yeah. There's no way to get out of it. You can't fool me. I was human like you were. I've been there, and God has given him authority to judge. And notice, you can't bypass Jesus either, and say, "Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna what they say uh, um, I'm gonna protest the judgment, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. And I, so I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna try to take my case appeal. to a, we'll appeal. Appeal. I'm gonna okay. appeal the judge. Thank you, dear. Uh, I'm gonna appeal Jesus's judgment. Yeah. And and but the God the Father says, "Nope, I made him the judge. So don't come to me." Mm. Thinking, you know, your son tripping or whatever. <laughs> no, I, he said, if you if you gonna if you gonna <laughs> honor me, God says, then you must honor Jesus, who's the judge. Right. There's no place other to appeal to. Right. He is the spiritual supreme court. Mm-hmm. It goes no further. He is the judge. There is no appeal. Who are you gonna to appeal to? No one else to, because the Father has given him all authority Amen. to make the judgment. Amen. It stopped, the buck stops with Jesus saying so, you can't fool him because he was there. He's been there, done that. He was tempted in all ways like we are. He understands. And on top of that, he's God. So his judgments are right. <laughs>
2: That's right. He's God.
1: So you can't make any excuses God. or any alibis. Amen. So him becoming human, it nullifies all the excuses and all the alibis and all the rebuttals because mm-hmm. he was human just like we we are.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: And then the last thing that the birth of Jesus Christ was necessary to do, mm-hmm. to destroy the last on my paper. Let me well, say I was it that say, way. Yeah, I was thinking.
2: <laughs> As many yeah,
1: other things that i that was necessary to right. do. I'm only giving you seven. The seventh one so, yeah. is to destroy the enemy's work.
2: Amen.
1: To destroy the enemy's work. We've been talking about the enemy's work mm-hmm. uh, today um, on many occasions. Yeah. Jesus' birth comes to, is necessary to destroy his work. John 8 44 says, You belong to your father, the devil. He was talking to those Pharisees who were refusing to believe him and accept mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth. Yes. Y'all see this? Mm -hmm. All right, we said earlier, if you are going to be his disciple, he said, you must hold to my teachings. Yes. And if you're gonna be my disciple, you gotta know the truth. And to know the truth, then knowing the truth will set you free. Here it is, he's talking about the devil and saying he was a murderer.
2: From the beginning.
1: From the beginning. Mm And he did not hold to the truth. And it goes on to say, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Wow! See, Satan's work had to be defeated in the world that he dominates. Mm -hmm. Satan's dominating this world, but God, Jesus came to defeat him. Yeah. We all, all of us have been dominated by the devil's work. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm glad somebody's saying mm-hmm. amen. Amen. He, he has told us lies that we believed and acted upon yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. We were living the devil's living out the devil's lives regularly. Mm-hmm. Amen, doctor. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and the lies, the lies that the devil gave us was sending us straight to hell. Yeah. Because lies kill. Mm-hmm. Y'all get that? Mm-hmm. Lies brings death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lies kill. Man. The lies that the devil told us has sentenced us to eternal death. That's where we were on our way Some to. Some
2: of us going to hell don't even know it, huh?
1: Yes. <laughs> but thank God for the birth of Christ. Thank God. Because oh. it was through his birth that now the 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 salvation, the gateway to salvation has is cast come. And we are able to come out from under the lies of the enemy and come into truth and be set free and gain salvation because Christ became human and was born.
2: Amen, amen.
1: His birth is necessary. Yes,
2: yes. It is
1: absolutely necessary.
2: Amen.
1: 1 John 3, 8 says this, The one who does what is sinful is the devil. Hmm. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. Mm -hmm. The reason the Son of God appeared, appeared in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Born, y'all, born. was born, yeah. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. To destroy the devil's work, that work that we was living out in our lives before Christ came into our lives. Yeah. Christ came and appeared to destroy it. Yeah. Amen. The birth of Christ was necessary, y'all. Amen, I'm
2: so glad he came.
1: And while we live in a society that tries to downplay it, and Mm -hmm. his birth, and instead of saying Merry Christmas, they want to say Happy Holidays, and Mm -hmm. all the many ways that our society... Christ out of Christmas.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: All the many ways that the society tries to downplay or water down the birth of Christ, we have to know that it was necessary. His Mm -hmm. birth means something.
2: Amen.
1: It is huge, you guys. It is huge. And we can't let its significance um, be diminished. Right. At least not in our own lives. We can't control what other people do. Mm. But we yeah. don't have to partake in their lies. Right. In the work of the devil trying to diminish right. his birth. Amen. His birth was important and is Amen. important.
0: Yeah, it still
1: is. And man. it was necessary.
0: Amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have
1: never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that jesus christ died for my sin and i commit my life to you i ask that you come into my life come into my heart take control transform me into the character of your son jesus christ amen if you prayed that prayer i want to be the first to welcome you to the family of god And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and
0: to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Thank you for listening.